when I talk about listening to understand, that is the most important thing. The more I understand about the person I'm communicating with, the easier it is for me to work with them to get them to the result that they want to get to. Welcome to the Influence by Design podcast. I'm Samantha Riley, authority positioning strategist for coaches and experts. If you're ready to build a business that gives you more than just a caffeine addiction and you dream of making more money, having more time and having the freedom to be living your best life, then you're in the right place. It's time to level up. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. Today, we're going to delve into the fascinating world of sales psychology and communication strategies. So my guest today is Glenn Millier, a veteran in the beauty industry. He's got nearly five decades of experience, and he's going to share invaluable insights that actually transcend any industry. We can definitely take all of the learnings and what he talks about today in the coaching and consulting world or any service-based business. So whether you are interested in the art of persuasion, effective communication, there's something here for you. And he really talks about the psychology behind sales to mastering the art of closing deals. This episode is packed with actionable advice. So expect to walk away with a really new understanding of how to connect with clients, how to present your ideas persuasively, and most importantly, how to close deals effectively. So grab your notebook and your pen or your iPad, however you take your notes, and get ready for an episode that is going to change, or it might just change the way you think about sales and communication. So over the years that I've been doing what I do, I've come up with what I call the 10 buying and selling insights. And as I said earlier, I was going to call them the 10 commandments, but that was already taken. Yeah, someone took that one. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to go with the psychology of the sale. And in the psychology of the sale, it's not only how we think, it's how our prospect is thinking before they ever make the purchase. Uh -huh. So of the 10 buying and selling insights, number one is every situation is a selling situation. Mm -hmm. Now, someone said to me once, uh, that's impossible, I can't be. And I explained to the young man, I said, well, when you woke up this morning, your brain sold you on the shoes that you have on your feet right now. Mm -hmm. Whether it was your comfortable hiking shoes, tennis shoes, your six inch stilettos, whatever you want. And now when you understand that the brain sold you, the brain sold you on the emotion of what would make you happy. Mm -hmm. Comfortable and stylish. All right. So number one, every situation is a selling situation. Number two, this is one of my favorites. Selling is the transfer of emotion. Mm -hmm. Selling is the transfer of emotion. We transfer money to buy the emotion of happiness, to replace the emotion of unhappiness that we're experiencing. Whether our old cell phone doesn't work anymore, whether I absolutely have to have the iPhone 45 or whatever it may be, we have a belief system in our head. Every one of us have a belief system. Now, I will ask you, do you know what the technical abbreviation is for belief system? Uh, no, not off the top of my head. <laughs> okay. The technical abbreviation for belief system is called BS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a joke. Got it. <laughs> Got it, right? So belief system is BS. And whatever that 
belief system believes is the direction your body goes. Mm-hmm. I, someone at a conference I was at was saying, you know, people don't like to be sold to, but they like to buy. Yes. And I was sitting there going, yeah, yeah, I kind of get that. And she said, at any time, if you're having a bad day, you know, just going to the mall and buying a purse help. And I'm like, huh, got it. Sure. Because, well, that is that transfer of emotion, right? That's exactly it. And But let's talk about what takes place before that. So if you're having a bad day, as you said, or let's just say your day is not going the way you would like it to go, your brain says to you, you know, we're not having a good day. We don't feel good. We would feel so much better if we went out and bought those red shoes that you've been thinking about. Is it? And so you go to the mall, you buy the red shoes, and you have a placebo that's going to make you happy, is which it? is those red shoes, right? Is it? All right, so I'll give you a couple more. Number three is pretty simple. You've heard it before. People spend more money on what they want than what they need. Is it? Right? And when I say that, think of all the things that you buy. You don't need them, but you want them. 100%. 100%. Now, when I'm working with a client, I do not teach sales. I'm going to say that again. I do not teach sales. I teach closing. Mm-hmm. Closing. Let me give you the difference. Selling, and this may have happened to you, happens to me. Selling is when the phone rings at my home in the morning. I answer the phone and the guy says, hey, this is Bob with Bob's Roofing. We're going to have a guy in your neighborhood tomorrow. We'd love to send him by to give you a roof estimate. Oh, my goodness. Thank goodness. I have not heard that since the 80s. <laughs> well, here's the point. I woke up this morning not thinking of a roof, uh-huh. no intention to purchase a roof. I don't even know if I need a roof. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to sell me on a consultation that I'm not interested in. Okay, here's closing. The phone rings at Bob's Roofing. And I say, my name is Glenn. Could you send someone by to give me an estimate on a roof? Mm-hmm. Here's the point. They already know I want a roof. Mm. They don't have to sell me a roof. Now, it's not if I buy a roof, it's which roof do I purchase. Mm-hmm. So selling is trying to get somebody to buy something they weren't even thinking about. Closing is you already know what they want and you simply fill the order. Mm. Now, this is where the magic comes in. There are eight questions. You don't have to ask them all. Do you remember the toy called the Magic 8-Ball? Yes, how cool was that? Yeah, I was I was a kid. I loved that. Okay, so think about it. How did it work? You ask the Magic 8-Ball a question. Mm-hmm. You turn it over, and there's an answer. Mm-hmm. So what I can tell you is that I call it the Magic 8-Ball discovery questions because when you ask these questions, it totally exposes exactly what the person wants to buy. Oh. You don't have to sell. See, I never sell. I close. Uh-huh. This is important. The questions I ask on the front expose everything you're going to buy on the back. All right, so I gave you three. I'll give you two more. Here's four and five. Four and five go together. Number four, you are not in business to sell what you want to sell. Oh, say that again. <laughs> you are not in business to sell what you want to sell. Here's the second part, number five. You are in business to sell what the client wants to buy. Mm. When you ask the right question on the front end, you already know. Mm-hmm. Right? 
This is some magic here. I'm going to share with you. Now, my background is in the beauty industry. Mm-hmm. So almost 50 years as a stylist, platform artist. But when I'm in consultation, here's the billion dollar opening question. And we're just going to call my client Miss Mary. That's her name. But mm-hmm. Hypothetical. Mm-hmm. So we're going to preface this statement with this. Samantha, there's a bet, like a Las Vegas gambling bet. There's a bet I make, and I win it 100% of the time. Would you like to know what it is? 100%. 100%. Okay. Here's the bet. I bet that every time a new client walked into my salon, somebody else just lost a client. Oh. Oh, yes. <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because if they're calling you. They're not calling someone else. That's right. Now, we're going to dive deep into perception. Mm -hmm. So when that new client walks in, the first thing I want to learn is why did they leave their old salon, their old stylist? Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not looking to dish dirt on anyone. That's not how you make money. But I would ask this question to the client. Again, Miss Mary. So, Miss Mary, uh, I want to welcome you to Glenn Michael's salon. Today's going to be the most incredible experience you've ever had getting your hair done. Okay, what does she expect? Most incredible experience. Why? Because I said so. Mm-hmm. So I have just raised the bar of expectation. I planted seeds. And here's the first question. Now, Miss Mary, I know that you're on the appointment book today for a haircut, transitional word. However, if you could change anything about your hair, the texture, the color, the thickness, the density, do you find that your hair gets frizzy when you're out at the beach? In other words, when you wake up tomorrow morning, if you could see the hair of your dreams in the mirror, what does it look like? Mm-hmm. And she would say, well, you know, uh, I'm getting a little bit older and I think my hair is thinning out. Check. And, you know, my hair is always dull. It doesn't have any shine. Check. And, you know, it gets so humid. My hair always frizzes. I really hate the frizz. Check. I don't have to sell anything. I already know what you want to buy. Now, my following question could be, now, Miss Mary, and I'd recap. So you're concerned about the thickness? Yeah. The integrity? Yeah. And the frizzy? Yeah. So what if I were able to offer you a service today where I could make your hair 100% humidity resistant up to six months and there's no harsh chemicals involved? Is that something you'd be interested in? Mm -hmm. She's not going to tell me no. No, not one little bit. (laughs) No. Now, let's go back to why did she leave the other stylist? Nine times out of 10, people don't leave their person because they did bad work. Mm -hmm. They leave the person because the person let the relationship die. Oh, tell us more about that. Okay. So remember the first time you walked into the hair salon and you were that new client and your stylist came up and they greeted you. Oh, Samantha, we're so excited to have you here. Welcome to ABC Salon. It's going to be a great day today. Let me show you where the changing room is. And this is how a smock goes on. We have a coffee and tea center over here. You can have any beverage you want. I'm going to show you how to style your hair. And I'm going to show you how to put the smock on. That was the first date. Mm -hmm. Date. It's like going out on a date with a guy or a girl for the first time. Yeah. And around the third or fourth time you went back to the salon, you walked in and they said, hey, Samantha, I'm running late. Here's your smock. Get it on. I already have your color mixed up. Let's go. They started taking you for granted. 
Mm-hmm. And the minute they started taking you for granted, your subconscious mind said, you don't love me anymore. And the minute you start feeling that you're not loved, which makes you unhappy, you're going to go out and find somebody who's going to love you because you like being happy. For sure. The psychology of the sale. Understand that your ability to communicate, connect, and close a conversation that produces a positive call to action, it is the most influential, persuasive, and powerful skill in your business, sales, financial, and your personal life. The ability to communicate, connect, and close, it supersedes the quality of whatever product or service you sell. Because when a person cannot communicate and connect, your product's going to sit on the shelf gathering dust. The ability to communicate, connect, and close can be the differentiator between either growing your business or tragically going out of business. And the fourth one is that same ability to communicate and connect is what separates the winners from the what? The losers. Now I trip. Yeah. Now listen, Samantha. I did that on purpose because I wanted to trick you. But uh, yeah, I, because I, I, I it didn't feel right coming out. <laughs> right. Now watch. When we say winners from losers, it is because between birth and age seven, we were all programmed by our mom, our dad, television, whatever, to believe that if there's a winner, there's a loser. But instead, let's reprogram the brain and say the ability to communicate, connect, and close. It's what separates the winners from those who have not yet learned how to win. I like that. And when you did that to me, I knew, I knew <laughs> that losers was, was not right. Because I'm, he, I knew, because I'm like, no, no, we don't lose. But I did not know no. where you were going. <laughs> you got me. If I look, and nothing but love when I do that. It's, it's not to be mean <laughs> or rude or crude, but it's actually to drive home the point that 95% of who you and I and everybody else on the planet is today was formed between birth and age seven, mm-hmm. the most formative years of our life, because totally. we come onto the planet like a brand new computer with no programming. And then we get programmed from mom, dad, brother, sister, friends, television, media, church, business. And unfortunately, a lot of that programming was contaminated. Mm-hmm. And we either have contaminated belief or we have false belief or we have clueless belief. And the only way to change a person after age seven to eight is through conscious learning as opposed to subconscious learning. Mm-hmm. They have to focus. Subconscious learning, you learn out of the environment, right? The nurturing environment of mom and dad. Conscious learning, you got to study. Mm-hmm. You have to practice. Mm-hmm. You have to create new habits. And just listening to your the psychology of the sale that you just went through, there is definitely some conscious learning that needs to go into this because obviously our beliefs come to play. So yes, I guess my question is, what is the first thing that you would recommend for people that are like automatically did the things that I did that, you know, had their beliefs sort of come in? Where is it that they can go to start to change these beliefs around sales? Well, whether it's me or someone similar to me, they want to find a coach who is going to work with them on understanding how the closing process works 
more than how the selling process works. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, because, and you said it earlier, people don't like to be sold, but they love to buy. Yes. And people don't even like to sell, mm -hmm. but they do like to close, but they don't know how to close. Mm -hmm. So the first thing, and I'll give you a couple more in that psychology of the sale because it will drive home where I'm going. Mm -hmm. The very next one in the psychology of the sale is listen to understand and not to respond. Mm -hmm. Listen to understand and not to respond. So when you are asking questions to learn the other individual, listen to understand and do not interrupt when the other person is speaking. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I've been in a situation, someone asked me a question, and there may be three points that I want to share. And I share the first point, and they are already giving me a, a solution mm -hmm. instead of listening completely. So when I say listen to understand, when the client or the prospect is dumping all of their toxic waste, all the things they're not happy about, right? Whatever. Yeah. Well, if they don't have any toxic waste, I have nothing I can do for them. Totally. Right? Right? So as you get to know me, I share this all the time. I don't do drama. Mm -hmm. I don't. I simply do not do drama. Now, I make a lot of money on drama, but I don't do drama. Mm, I love the clarification there. Well, because here's the point. If there is no drama, why would you hire me? Right. If your car is not breaking down, why would you buy a new one? For sure. Part of this goes also into the psychology of the sale and how we process because I, when I work with a client, the first thing I want to do is I want to get their head in the right spot. For sure. I need to get that BS, that belief system, focusing in the right direction. So, for example, I want to know the person and how they think. What are the holdbacks, setbacks? What do you believe is keeping you from the life of financial freedom and owning your time that you keep telling me you want? Mm -hmm. right? So I call it, what's your butt? I would do it, but. Mm -hmm. I would do it, but I'm too old. Oh, I would do it, but. Uh, you know, I don't come from smart people. Oh, I would do it, but I'm not tall enough. Oh, I would do it, but I'm a girl. I would do it, but I'm a guy. Whatever. Right? That's self-limiting belief. So when I talk about listening to understand, that is the most important thing. The more I understand about the person I'm communicating with, the easier it is for me to work with them to get them to the result that they want to get to. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I might say this to a client. What do you believe is holding you back in business? If you could wave a magic wand, what is the one thing you would change right now? Mm -hmm. And they may say, I don't have enough sales. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's dive deeper. And I'm going to keep asking questions. Well, why do we not have more sales? Right? You're marketing. People are showing up, but you're not closing. All right, so if they're showing up, the marketing's working. So the challenge has to be in how you're connecting with the client when they show up either virtually or live. Mm -hmm. So when that client walks in the store or is online the first time, how do you greet the client? Do you simply say, hi, I'm Glenn, how are you doing? No, that's not how you're going to greet the client. And do you start off with, well, let me tell you what I do. Mm -hmm. Nobody cares about what you do. 
right? Yeah. Instead, it would be, let's pretend Samantha has reached out to Glenn to work with Glenn. So I would say, well, first, Samantha, I want to welcome you to my website. Just like I would say, welcome you to my home. Yeah, because it's your virtual place. I want you to feel warm and fuzzy, right? Yeah. So I want to welcome you to the website. And before I even talk anything about what I do or what I'm capable of doing, tell me about you. Where are you from? What do you do? Yeah, what do you do when you're not working? Tell me about your free time. Do you have all the free time that you want? That was a loaded question because nobody ever has all the free time they want. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? Well, yeah, you know, but I, I could use more free time. Well, what could provide more free time? Well, if I had more sales. Okay. So why are we not closing more sales? We know the marketing is working. So what's your first question? When your client walks in the store, what's your first question? And uh, let's say it's a furniture store. And I'm, gonna, I'm making this up as I go. Walk in a furniture store. If I were working in a furniture store and a couple walks in, young couple walks in, I would say, welcome to ABC Furniture. If you could leave here tonight with only one piece of furniture, what would be the most important piece of furniture you'd like to purchase? Well, we need a bedroom set. Let's go. Yeah. You don't need to show them the lounge suites. <laughs> exactly. And I will share this with you as well. Oftentimes when I speak, I've opened up with this. It is said that communication is an art. And I'm here to tell you, it is not. Communication is a science. Mm -hmm. And when you understand the science and then you practice it relentlessly, then it becomes an art. Oh, I like that. It has also been said that communication is everything. Mm -hmm. And as a person who coaches communication, I'm here to tell you, no, it is not. Oh, but I will tell you what is everything. Comprehension. Mm -hmm. Because when I speak, if my listener does not get it, they do not buy. Mm -hmm. A confused client does not purchase. I was just having this conversation with someone yesterday. We were talking about context. And I was saying that I feel that so many people lose out because they don't provide the context that people need to be able to understand and make the decision. Sure, watch this. There are three key elements to be a powerful communicator. First is verbiage, the words, context, right? Now, why is that important? Because we speak words, but the listener perceives an image. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say that again. We speak words, but our listener perceives an image. So. Whoa, my God, I can't believe this. I'm looking out my window right now here at my, my home. There's a white horse running down the street. Now, did you see the letters H-O-R-S-E? Not no. a hype. <laughs> no, no. But you might have an image of a white horse from a book, a movie. Hey, if you're special, maybe it's a unicorn. I don't know. Right? But my point is, you see a white horse. If I say to you right now, Samantha, I do not want you to get the image of a killer whale in your mind. Don't see a killer whale. See no images of killer whales in your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's in your brain? Well, the first killer thing was a killer whale before I started telling myself, don't look at that, look at the apple. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. 
Yeah. Right? That's the apple with the kill whale fails. Right. Uh, <laughs> so to driving a point home, when we are speaking to a client or a prospect, we must very be very clear and distinct. Now, when I hear someone using what I call distraction words or vague words. Okay. So for example, when you and I go out to buy that new Ferrari and I ask the salesman, is it fast? And he says, kind of. Oh. Kind of? For a Ferrari, right? that is not what you want to hear, right? right. That would be the yeah, okay. turn off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And my next question is, well, am I going to look good in a Ferrari? He goes, sort of. <laughs> yeah, here's the point. I'm not buying Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna go. We're gonna go to another Ferrari dealership. I walk in, ask the guy, "Is it fast?" He says, "Fastest car on the planet." Yes. Are we gonna look good? He says, "Man, you're gonna look like freaking James Bond." Give me two. <laughs> so my point is, we want to eliminate words that are not precise, mm-hmm. that are not distinct, that do not convey a message of moving in the right direction. And then we want to use, this is important, we want to use words that are the language of the listener. Now, I do a lot of coaching in the beauty industry. Mm-hmm. I'm a hairdresser. I speak hairdressing. Mm-hmm. I am one of the unicorns in the hairdressing unicorn herd, mm-hmm. which means I understand their language. If I were to go to a foreign country, it behooves me to understand some of the language. At least know how to ask, where's the restroom and how do you make change? Uh Make sense? So if you go in clueless, the struggle to comprehend intensifies and they're listening so hard they don't hear anything. Uh Right. So in coaching communication skills, and I said there's three key elements. There's verbiage, there is voice, and there is visual messaging or what people call body language. And then I don't like the term body language. So I call it visual messaging. That mm-hmm. way it's all V's, verbiage, voice, visual, BVV. Mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm. now, verbiage is only 7% of being a powerful communicator. Mm-hmm. But it's a big fat 7% because words create images. Tone of voice. It is a research fact that deeper voices, male and female, mm-hmm. deeper voices close more sales. Mm-hmm. Because you and I were programmed between birth and age seven to believe that a deeper voice is the voice of authority. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, when I coach voice, the very first slide, and I have a degree in voice, uh, the very first slide in a PowerPoint, it's a split slide, Mickey Mouse and Darth Vader. <laughs> but there's a visual right, and an auditory there. <laughs> That's right. So you and I, we're going to go to Disney. Mm-hmm. And we're going to pull up on Disney. We're walking up to the Magic Kingdom and Mickey's out in front. Mickey sees this and he says, Hi, Musketeers. I got a real big show for you today. Huh? <laughs> We get Mickey. Uh-huh. Now, it is the pivotal scene in Star Wars. Darth Vader's going to tell Luke Skywalker, I'm your daddy. <laughs> right? What if he walked up and he said, Luke, I am your father. 
Mm. <laughs> it won't work. No, at all. It's got to be that deep, rich voice of James Earl Jones mm-hmm. when he looks down and he says, Luke, I am your father. Deep and rich and resident. So deeper voices close more sales. Now, I'll give you a technique. When I am speaking on a specific point, at the end of the point, I will slow down and drop my voice. Mm-hmm. Here's a story, and I coach it all the time. So when my daughter was very young, she loved the story Rumpelstiltskin. Mm-hmm. You know, the nursery, right? So this is how we go. This is how I start off. This is how I wrap it up. Once upon a time in a land far, far away, there was a little man named Rumpelstiltskin, and he could spin straw into gold. So what you heard was straw into gold, because I slowed down and dropped my voice. That's a technique. So here's a brand position statement. I work with women who are challenged with fine thinning hair on the very top of the head, in some cases, almost to the point of bald. Now, this unfortunate situation produces low self-esteem, low self-image, and it can definitely affect the quality of a woman's life. So when you want to drive your point home, you slow down and drop your voice. Mm-hmm. And that is the, the listener will hear what you want them to hear and focus on. I love what I do. It's, it's so fun. cool. It's so cool. Yeah. I want to give you two more. Two more of the, the 10 key points. One of which is the deeper you dive in your discovery questions, the more emotional the decision to purchase becomes. Mm-hmm. If you can ask three or four questions that bring their emotion way down, you're going to close more sales. Mm-hmm. And then here's the very last one. Every conversation must end with an offer. Oh, I like how you've left this one to last. Tell us more about this. Well, here's the point. Now that you know me a little bit, I could speak for eight hours straight and not repeat myself. However, if there is no offer to move our relationship forward at the end of what I say, why the heck was I speaking? Mm. Now, listen close. It does not have to be an offer of give me money. Mm -hmm. What if I said, Samantha, you know what? We really need to talk more about this. Let's set up a time next week on Friday at seven o'clock and let's revisit this and I'll bring some more information. Can we do Friday at seven? Okay, that was an offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Samantha, would you like to go grab coffee tomorrow morning? We can talk about this. That's an offer. Would you like to have dinner? That's an offer. Would you like to know more? That's an offer. But if there is no offer to move forward at the end of the conversation, why the heck were you speaking? Mm-hmm. So that offer is just the next step, whether it's a paid next step or it's whatever it is. Sure. I'll give you an example. One of my one-year program where people get me, and it's, it's called a VIP all-access coaching, mentoring, one-year program. It's not an inexpensive program. It's not unaffordable, but it's not a dollar and a half, right? So... If I said to a potential client, oh, you have to pay the whole thing at once, well, they may not have that money. Mm-hmm. However, I never fear the price because I don't fear being told no. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't fear being told no because 
I give my clients options on how to pay for their program. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and I just as you get to know me, every program that I do has two prices. It has the value price. In other words, everything I'm going to put in it, everything. I'm putting everything in. My one-year program is a value of 60000 Yet the price that I charge is one-third. It's 20000 Mm-hmm. Now, it's 20000 which may sound like a lot of money, but it really isn't because, first of all, you give me 24 hours a day, seven days a week, sitting on your shoulder, whispering in your ear in every sales conversation you have, and it's going to break down to about maybe 400 bucks a week. Where are you going to hire an employee for $400 a week who's going to bring to the game what I'm going to bring to the game? Mm. You're not. Right? Now, if we take that $400 a week and we divide it by 40 hours in a week, it's like 10 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. So the point being is it's highly affordable. Now, I'll give you an example, and I coach my own clients on this. When you have a big ticket item to sell, instead of saying, oh, it's going to cost, like I'll give you an example. I did a lot of work with women with fine thinning hair. So a custom built hair system could be as much as $10,000. Mm-hmm. Now, if I were to blurt out, oh, your hair system's going to cost $10,000, that could be sticker shock. Mm-hmm. But I prefaced by saying, now the system that I'm going to customize for you, you're going to get at least one year of durability out of the system, which means it's going to last. Mm-hmm. And the cost of the system over the year that you're going to have it is going to be less than a large Starbucks and a morning muffin once a day. Mm-hmm. Well, if my client walked in with Starbucks in her hand, I already know she can afford the hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you break it down to the lowest common denominator, the sticker shop goes away. Mm-hmm. Right? So let's say, for example, when someone hires me and it's, like I say, the, the 12-month program is 20000 You get 12 months, okay, 365 days. That's not expensive. Not to have someone you can text an email 24 hours a day, seven days a week, say, I have a problem with an employee. Can you tell me how to handle this? Mm-hmm. Right? Or I have a client and she keeps complaining about the price. How do I get through that? And I text them the answer right then and there. Mm-hmm. So you see, it, it's, it's not hard at all. Focusing on the value and not pr- focusing on the price. It's always value. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Our responsibility as business people is to provide value to the client. The result for us is called profit. Hey. Now, like it. when I was doing women's hair restoration, one of my non-hair restoration clients came up to me one day because I coined the phrase, when I can take a woman with no hair and put hair on her head and change her life, it is an emotional transformation. I've seen women go from wanting to blow their brains out to wanting to go out. (laughs) Now, this client came up to me and she said, Glenn, it must be so rewarding that the purpose of your business is to help these women restore their emotion. (laughs) And I looked at her and I chuckled and I said, Mary, the purpose of my business is to turn a profit because without the profit, I cannot help anyone. Mm, and that is the most important thing for people to understand. Yeah. I can't go to the grocery and expect free food. 
I cannot go to the gasoline station and expect free gas, right? These companies have to be profitable in order to stay in business and continue to provide their services. And when you're an independent business person like me or you or folks like us, people think that we could do it for free or we can we can give them a deal. Now, sometimes you can, mm-hmm. sometimes you can, but instead of dropping price, add more value. Let's say that again. If you are competing with everyone else who does what you do solely based on price, then the cheapest guy wins. Yeah, 100%. All right, so let's take two stores, store A, store B. They sell the same thing, but it's a hair salon. They both sell an add-on hair, and they both sell the same hair system for $2,000. But in my salon, I'm going to throw in a complimentary blow-dry seven days after your hair is installed. That's a $100 value. And I'm going to also give you an at-home starter kit to take care of that hair. That's another $100 value. Same price. Who's starting to look better? Uh, Me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right? And then I'm going to have you come back in four weeks, and we're going to do a complimentary treatment on your system. That's another $100 value. So I've just added $300 worth of value that the other guys are not adding. Why would you not go to me and go to somebody else? Yeah. If price is the only thing separating you from your clients, then you have not established the value of what you bring to the game. Oh, that's that's good. I love it. This is why I do what I do. <laughs> totally. So, Glenn, you've delivered a ton of value today to this episode. For people that have listened and want to get to know you a little bit more or learn more about what you're talking about, where can they find you? Well, they can certainly go to the website. The website is www.businesscommunicationsingularexpert.com. That's B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S-C-O-M-M-U-N-I-C-A-T-I-O-N-E-X-P-U-R-T.com. Or you can send me an email. Send it to Glenn, G-L-E-N-N, at biz, B-I-Z, com, C-O-M, X as in X-ray, P-E-R-T, Dot com and here's the best one you can call me at 504-250-3969 and i answer the phone glenn you are the very first guest on this podcast that has ever given their phone number when a person wants and needs what i bring to the game i do not want them to struggle to find me to get their solution uh... I don't do a lot of clients. I only work with clients who are ready to move their life forward. And I'm, I don't mis- mean this egotistically. I don't want to work with people who are not sure what they want to do. But we'll sit down. We'll refine it. We'll define it. We will set up a plan once we have clarity of where we're going. We will create actionable steps. Yet I cannot take a person to a place they don't know that they want to go. So I want to work with action takers who want to move us forward. And I put my client's success first. I'll conclude with this. Success is what I do for me. Significance is what I do for everybody else. Success is an event. Significance is a lifestyle. And I choose to live significant. Love it. 
Thanks for everything you've brought to the episode today. I really appreciate it. And I know that my audience will get a lot of value. Well, it's this. a pleasure. Hey, listen, anything you or your audience needs, and sometimes there, there won't even be a bill, just reach out. Always happy to support people that want to not get to the next level, but as the words of the great philosopher said, to infinity and beyond, right? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Thanks so much. Go ahead. <laughs> Hi, baby. Have a great one. Reach out for anything. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to influencebydesignpodcast.com for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other experts who are growing and scaling their business too, join us in the Coaches, Thought Leaders and Changemakers community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at influencebydesignpodcast.com.